Salutations, traveler, and welcome to the Sea of Stars. Right now, you're probably wondering, how did I get here? What is this place? It's strange and scary, and I'm pretty sure I'm too sober to be seeing things like this. Well, the short answer is, you were bored. You let your mind get so empty that the whole of the universe tried to come crashing in. I'm the thing that got here first. Lucky you. Anyway, I provide a service. That service is entertainment. For this service, I require a small fee. Nothing you would miss. Not even any of that money stuff you're so obsessed with. All I need is a little piece of your attention. A small corner of your mind to snuggle up in and call home. All you have to do is think of me, much like you're doing now. Just keep that up a little bit longer. Maybe concentrate on how much you hate my voice a little bit. And just like that, your fee is paid. Now close your eyes and listen to the sound of my voice. Imagine a world where reputation is everything. Where they don't trade in meaningless and soulless metals like gold and silver. They trade in deeds, in tales, in legends. The lifeblood of this world is something of true power. Stories. Now imagine a city that is so vast that you could walk until your feet bled and never glimpse an edge. Contained within is every style of architecture imaginable, set on every type of landscape that exists. And crossing the sky are broad bands of shifting light. Under one of these bands is where we will begin our journey. All around us are tenement buildings. The very atmosphere is saturated with sadness and regret. The buildings themselves are made of brick, and where the windows aren't smashed out, they are smoky and dusty, and you can't see through them. And in the middle of all this, there is one building that doesn't fit. A lively tavern, busy and full of life, with lively music playing, and the sounds of laughter, and the smells of good food coming out of it. And above the doorway, there is a sign with hundreds of mismatched socks. Asari, would you care to describe yourself as you sit at the bar, kind of in a fugue state? Sure, um, Asariel is a aged elf, but for an elf, <laughs> that doesn't mean she looks terribly old, you know? she has brown hair with a few streaks of gray coming in. You can start to see a little bit of crow's feet. Um, she doesn't take care to hide her ears. Um, she just lets her hair fall where, where it may. Um, she's wearing very basic attire, just kind of basic trousers and sort of a free flowing um, white shirt. She also, if you notice, has a small a uh, dragon perched on her shoulder. <laughs> okay. Uh, Isario, 
as uh, you sit there in your fugue state, you're not really conscious of the world around you. You've been enjoying the music and the hum of the the tavern for quite some time now. Mm -hmm. um, you're sitting there sitting, sipping your whiskey, uh, thinking about what the bartender told you. Um, and as you sit there, you see a man stumble through the back room with tears running down his cheeks. Makepeace, would you care to uh, describe yourself? Um, sure. Makepeace is a uh, human and he's got, uh, he's about six foot tall. Uh, he's got kind of an olive green uh, uniform on that looks vaguely military dress, but also uh, functional too. Uh, he's got a, he's got really meticulous facial hair as well, like, 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 like a lined beard and like a very kept mustache. Uh, if a, a normal person might look at him and think I'm a bit of a dandy, but a dandy would look at him and think of, of him as a working man because he's got kind of that aesthetic as well. He's got on his back uh, one blade of a sword and the stock of a musket. On his side, he carries a satchel that's pretty thick and looks to house a, a considerable number of volumes of books or notebooks, etc. And he's crying right now for reasons that I assume we're going to learn very soon. Um, as Makepeace stumbles in, you suddenly feel yourself become aware more so than you have been, but not fully aware. You notice that he's there. Mm -hmm. um, you notice the bartender approach him and say some things to him. And you notice the bartender actually take him literally to the bar and he just lays down, falls asleep underneath it. Under the bar? Mm-hmm. Oh. On the, on the bartender side? Mm-hmm. So is the bar like one of those bars that goes straight down to the bottom, or is there, is there a QC under the under the? You cannot bar? see it. You, yeah. you, you cannot see you under there. You descend back into your fugue state, mm -hmm. and time passes. Okay. Make peace as you lay down. Uh, you begin to feel this incredible calm fall over you, uh, resting you back from the trials and tribulations that brought you to this place. You fall asleep, and time passes. Bissario, at some point, you're not sure when, and someone as old as you is beginning to understand that there's time manipulation magic going on here. Mm. Um, a young boy sits down next to you. Not, not a boy, more <laughs> of a young man. But he doesn't, necessarily bear uh, the signs of age. He is just into his adulthood. Okay. Thrust Coin Delver, would you care to describe yourself as you sit down?
As I sit down, you notice that I have short blonde hair, and I am on the shorter side for even a dwarf. I'm wearing a simple wooden, uh, woolen color, texture and color tunic with um, tights on underneath. At the foot of the stool, you see a small bag with what seems to be a, the only way to describe it is temple sword. It's clear that he is a monk of some sort and he has the most remarkable feature of him is his weak shoulders. He doesn't seem to carry himself well. Okay. Uh, as the young dwarf sits down next to you, Asara, you become fully aware. And as you do, you see the bartender wander over, and he goes, Ah! Throw us a coin, Delver. A true one of my own. How are you, son? Not too bad. It's been a rough few days. Okay. I uh, would like to put out there, you don't recognize this person at all. Yeah. He seems very <laughs> familiar with you. And... Give me a, give me a perception check. First roll of the joint campaign. Woo! Let's set the tone. Yeah. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Solidly below average. This seems, this, seems entirely, this seems entirely normal to you, and you immediately feel, while you do not recognize this person, and you're positive you have never been here before and have never met him, you feel an immediate kinship to him uh, in our immediately very comfortable with him. And just to clarify, it's a dwarf, right? Or no, it is, it is It is a human man. Uh, the bartender is a human man. He's 6'2", 6'3", um, not particularly well built, but also not slender. He's as if he was active, but not like a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. Um, he has no facial hair. His hair is kind of swept back a little bit, uh, kind of shaggy. Uh, but still pretty fairly stylish and he's wearing uh, your basic bartender monkey suit white white shirt sleeves rolled up uh, clean black pants sharp black shoes and a black vest um, the one thing that is very striking about him besides his clothes which are not normal for anything any of you have really seen before um, is his eyes are incredibly vividly colored they look almost blue as they shine but if you look closely you'll notice that the colors in them is act- are actually constantly changing hmm. okay. I um, turn to him turn to face him more directly and ask can I get an ale please Nail? Are, are you sure you don't want a mead Thross I have a very fine vintage oh yes um no, I think I'm going to stick with Ale tonight. Thank you, though. Very well. Uh, he goes and grabs an Ale. Uh, he goes and grabs an Ale. Um, and as he does, uh, and sets it in front of you, he winks at Asario. 
You're listening to Risk and Reputation, a Sea of Stars story. And I would just like to thank you for bringing your empty yet fertile minds for me to nest in. For without that cornucopia to feed upon, I would not be able to exist on this plane. So thank you. And here's ads. Welcome back to the Sea of Stars. You all need to slow your roll a little bit. Yes, without you I couldn't exist here, but I am still a being of incredible cosmic power, so let's not get too big for our britches here, huh? Anyway, back to our story. As the bartender comes back to you, uh, Thross, uh, he makes eye contact with you, Asario, and he wakes, and suddenly you are fully aware. As this is happening in Makepeace, you are hearing things going on above you, and you are returning to wakefulness. Um, I roll out from under the bar and take a good look around. You are standing in a very cozy wooden building. Roll a medicine check on yourself. It's a 16 on the dice, and that's 19. You are in a very cozy wooden tavern. This looks like something out of a story that you would tell someone about a tavern. Uh, the walls are, there's, there's low brick along the outside. Uh, the upper part is rich wood and a couple different hues. Uh, the ceiling itself is also made of wood. There are candles everywhere as well as some hanging mage lights. Um, the bar itself is packed with people. Uh, people are coming in looking very lost as they're entering the door and as they're leaving they usually leave with a bit more purpose uh, give me a perception check that is a 12 a 12 uh, 12 on the dice or 12 total 12 total okay um, some of the people uh, as they leave are uh, a little bit distorted, um, but for the most part, uh, everyone that's here seems, as they leave, seem to be leaving better off than when they came in. When you say distorted, you mean disoriented? No. How do you mean distorted? Like visibly? Visibly like, distorted. Like blurry? Yes. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Is there a bar mirror? There is like a mirror behind the bar. There are no mirrors anywhere. There is there is How unfortunate for Tom. No mirrors in the bar. <laughs> Why don't you roll one more perception check? Oh Tom is. <laughs> Still twelve. Still twelve. Yeah, you you don't see any mirrors in the bar. Uh the make piece is gonna kind of he doesn't have like subtle spell or anything, so he's gonna kind of do it shamefully, I guess, quietly, and cast prestidigitation all over himself. Uh, he's had quite the day before he got here, and then he just slept on the floor in the bar. Mm -hmm. So he's gonna do like 
three castings of prestidigitation to make us all clean and presentable and pretty again. Okay, with that 19, uh, you do notice the effects of a magical sleep. Oh, I didn't roll a 19 on what we're talking about. On medicine. Oh, right, okay. Uh, the effects of sleep, okay. So you are unaware of how long you've been asleep. You know it was semi-forced on you. Uh, but you do feel much more hail than when you got there. Well, I know that when I walked into that bar, I was covered in some grime and viscera. Yep. So I press and digitate that away. Yep. <laughs> that happens. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'll say that from Isario. <laughs> <laughs> um, just one second. Um, oh. uh, My mistake. Oops, oops. Huh, hmm, what a place. Uh, Makepeace looks around, really confused as to what he's supposed to be doing. He's standing by the bar, and everyone's looking at him, and he's like, are supposed to be serving drinks, or? Why don't you come take a seat, sweetheart? So, so as Makepeace stands up and looks around, uh, you are having a lot of people just kind of staring at you. But not as many as you would think. The, it's not like the entire bar is just staring at you. Most people in the bar are actually kind of staring off kind of in their own place. And as you watch, you see that the bartender who greeted you when you first walked in, uh, his body keeps splitting, where you're seeing like after images, where he's kind of meeting with uh, each individual person on their own terms. Um, but still running the bar as well. But still running the bar. And he's even standing next to you, uh, watching with his arms crossed like this as his like after images are serving everyone. He looks back at you and goes, good on you, make peace. You feeling any better? Yes. You two are both watching. They are literally standing in front of you two. You are both watching this. I, I am. Do, do I know you? Yes. Hmm. No. I would say that you are very rarely one of mine. Comforting. What's it mean to be one of yours? He just smiles and goes. Can't tell you that, big piece. No, that'd just be too easy, wouldn't it? <laughs> of course. You understand how this goes. You're yeah. Done with. Not even a little bit. Uh, so, can I do a knowledge or comment check to see why he's... Knowledge or religion. Knowledge or religion. We have our first natural card. Yes! Okay. <laughs> Time to reveal some things I didn't expect to reveal now. Woo! <laughs> you look around, and you see yourself in a bar. You know that you got there through the ships. Um, you know that the bar you were looking for was called the Lost Sock. Things begin to connect to you. Make pieces very well read. He has read religion. And he knows uh, about... A lot of the beings of power uh, that exist in this world. Uh, does Makepeace follow any particular credo or god, or is he kind of a-religious? Uh, Makepeace very much takes the uh, position that he wants to be learnt enough so that when his time does come, he won't be surprised. Right. But he doesn't think it's fair for him to follow one god and then have to judge others 
who may follow other gods and other credos. So he tries to meet everyone where they are rather than where he is. The stories about this place are ones that you know. This is the home of a being of power named Nataru. Nataru is the patron of the lost, lost causes, and little lost things. He is a god that often shows up uh, in various stories. I say god, but he is a, a being of power that often shows up in uh, various stories as like a side character. Um, but as far as you know, he doesn't have any direct worshippers. And you didn't really think he was real. He's not like some of the more active beings of power that exist in the world. Um, but now you know who he is, because he's standing right before you. Hmm. And with, with that natural 20, you suddenly recognized uh, that all the people that are here are in their own world. And you realize this is, this is what he does, including the somewhat distorted figures that you now recognize as ghosts and spirits. Do I, th oh, wow, red. Uh, do I think that the door opens to the same place for every person when they leave? Uh, with the natural 20, you know that it does not. The door to his, he is always somewhere in the ships. It always has a physical location. Um, but that physical location changes. And it changes every time someone goes through the door. I look at him and I say, uh... To, just just to, to, to clarify, um, you understand that the lost sock is where it needs to be for the people that need it. So I look at him and I say, I appreciate the time to recover from my ordeal, um, but I don't believe that it I belong here. I'm looking for... He laughs and goes... Uh, make peace. You... I know that you are a learned man. Do you think you could get here if you didn't belong here? Oh, I meant to get here. I just need to leave now. I'm looking for a man. Named Vazu. Vazu. Yes. Yes, Vazu. I cannot help you with that. Well, maybe I lost him. Could you help me find him? <laughs> yes, make peace. This is not your court of law. It does not work like that. You cannot argue with the truths of the universe. Oh, you can certainly try. And I know you will, but it will not happen. Um, so, so that might have, might have swayed somebody, but not to you, huh? No, not to me. <laughs> I see what you did there. Very good, very good. Um, Vazu, well, I cannot help you personally, but this is the place to find lost things. So maybe someone here needs you. He looks 
But our big piece just still standing behind the bar <laughs> is insane. Uh, just turns and looks out of the bar. You are looking directly at Isario and Thros. Can I get you a drink? <laughs> I'll take another whiskey if you're offering. I slam the tankard on the table and yeah. <laughs> okay. One, whis <laughs> one whiskey and one yeah. I can do that. I look I look I look for for the for Natru and I'm like Natru's already gone. <laughs> oh uh, and is talking to someone else. He's no longer standing next to you. I yeah. attempt to get a whiskey and whatever I think was in your glass. Okay. <laughs> That was an I want, you, I want you to turn around, and I want you to make a flat, uh, in either wisdom or intelligence check. Your choice. That's intelligence. That is an eight on the dice, but it's gonna get all the way up to twelve. A twelve. Okay. Um, you turn around. That's and not true. It's eleven. I was thinking of another character. Excellent. You turn around, and you reach into. The cabinet. You open it up and you see sitting right there is a brown bottle of liquid and next to it is what looks to be a tap of some kind. Mm. Okay. I pour the brown bottle of liquid into the whiskey cup and then I get the liquid from the tap into the tankard mm -hmm. and I Put them down, and in my most winsome and charming voice, uh, say, So what brings the two of you to the Law of Sock? Oh, I... I suppose I, I had to come somewhere, and it was here. I couldn't go back to where I came from, so I had to find a place to be, if that makes any sense. I think I've been here quite a while. Interesting. I rub my hands through my hair and say, I don't even remember getting here or what brought me here. This is a sorry lot. You came in crying. You don't even remember getting here. Right, my, my eyes were clouded. <laughs> <laughs> then he speaks straight himself. He says, no, you know, I was crying. I was. It was an ordeal to get here. I had to think of things that were unpleasant deeply. I had to... I had to face some truths that maybe I hadn't thought of in a long time, and doing so affected me emotionally. I'm not ashamed of that, nor need I be ashamed about that. What's your name, darling? Makepeace. My name is Makepeace Clover. What an unusual name. I just push my ale across to you and say, this helps me. <laughs> and what's your name, darling? Thross. Thross good strong dwarf name. I, that's... I don't know how to respond. <laughs> Where I come from, we all have strong names. <laughs> well, she said my name was weird, so... And do you suppose... Do you suppose that was a, an improvement there? Where I come from, many names are like mine as well. They're given to the characteristics you want your children to have, but... Uh, Do you follow through on your name? I like to think so. You make peace? Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. 
Okay, so uh, Thrust pushes his tanker over to you. Uh, do you take it? Um. No, he pushes it back and says, I'm not really sure what that was, but I do have a feeling about this place. And Makepeace reaches under the bar, hoping to find a cup. Okay. Um, make. You don't need to roll for the cup that's there. Yep. What are you trying to do? I'm going to go back to the same place that I got the two drinks from mm -hmm. and think, what should I be drinking right now? Okay. Uh, roll an intelligence check. That is a uh, 15. 15. Okay. Um, what would make peace drink if he knew he was going to have to be active? Uh, yeah, a tea with milk and a little bit of sugar. But he can't find milk almost ever where he is coming from. So that would be a, a, truly a treat. You find a thing of black tea. He takes it. Smells it. Size, because it wasn't nearly as fun as the whiskey and beer, mm -hmm. but recognizes this practicality. <laughs> and sips it. It's good tea. Do uh, you guys drink your drinks as well? Okay. Yes. Yours is not it. As you sip it, um, you realize very quickly uh, that whatever this is is not what you were drinking before. It tastes sour and a little bit bitter. Um, and just generally not pleasant to you. I bring it away from my mouth. I give it a uh, suspicious look. You see at the bottom, there seems to be a, gelat a little bit of gelatinous mass. I hand this back to make peace and say, I think, I think this is an ale. <laughs> <laughs> and I bring it back, I smell it, and it's not ale. <laughs> I look at it to see what I think it is. Uh, roll a, uh, lore alchemy check if you got it. I don't. Alright, then just roll a flat intelligence check. I was bound to get one of those. That's a five. That's a five. Oof. Uh, it looks like ale to you. It looks like there's something floating in it, though. <laughs> I think it's so good. It tastes sour, bitter, and unpleasant. You've never had anything like it. I like new experiences. I try it again. <laughs> the more you sip it, the more the flavor seems nice. It does seem to give you a little bit of energy. I take one more sip. It tastes fine. I hand him my tea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I say, perhaps this will be more your liking. This is delicious, by the way. I hold it in my hand with a very confused look. I understand why you and didn't I, want to drink it. The second drink was the one that sold me. And I smell it, and I put it back down on the bar and push it towards you. That's fine black tea right there. <laughs> What's tea? <laughs> It's like, it's like water with plants in it, and then you let the plants sit in the water long enough that it changes the water, and then you drink it. Probably sounds like ale to you. Yeah, that sounds like ale. But this... Sure. This doesn't look like ale. No. Or smell like ale. Mm -mm. Or behave like ale. But it is a liquid that fills the vessels poured into, so in many I, ways it does behave like ale. I, I meant effects on the body and mind. Oh, it does affect your body and mind. <laughs> Very well. So I, I bring it back and start drinking it. Uh, it tastes bitter, um, but as you drink it, you notice that it does give you a little, <laughs> a little pep in your step. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not here, I'm not here to live more life. <laughs> I'm here to live less, less life. 
<laughs> I shake my head and just look disappointedly at the glass. And... It actually is probably exactly the opposite of the effect effect you're looking for yes <laughs> instead of numbing it it's <laughs> stimulating uh Asario, when you take a sip of your uh whiskey you're old you <laughs> you immediately recognize as he puts it in front of you like that's that's not whiskey um as you bring it up and you kind of give it a sniff give me a more alchemy check on it okay Oh, nineteen for a twenty-five. Twenty-five. Nice. Yeah. You're familiar with this drink. Uh, this is a drink that is found mostly uh, in either the Vargancia Isles or the Dreamlands. It's made of a very specific herb that is only found in the Dreamlands. Um, and if you drink it, it will make you kind of be semi. Essentially, it's like taking mushrooms. So you you see things a little bit, um, but mostly it just kind of makes like everything around you seem like a little bit more real. And if you take it in the right place, it can help you see through things. All right, I'm going to she'll down hers in one go mm-hmm. and look expectantly at the two of you. No explanation. Okay, roll a, constant, roll a constitution saving throw. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh, 16, okay. 16, that's what it is. A flat 16? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you don't, you don't start to trip or anything like that. Uh, your stomach becomes a little bit unsettled when you drink it, which you expected. Um, but immediately, the, the bar you're in is thrown into a very stark... It, it's less warm. Uh, you realize that that was probably some sort of a magical effect, and you see very clearly the, the spirits that are wandering around that are very clearly dead. Does uh, that spook me out, or does it feel... How do you think spooky? it would make you feel? I think it's kind of spooky. Okay. Yeah. It would probably spook you out a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you see the place for what it is, uh, which is an old rundown building um, with an old bar uh, with Nataru. Do I see the bartender differently? Yeah, Do I no, see him actually, as that? As, as you take the drink, he looks over at you and goes, You know, sorry, you're ruining the whole vibe here by doing that. You, <laughs> you knew what it was. You could have just left it alone. <laughs> Why would you put it in my cup then? I so, didn't. That oh, was an eight piece. Oh, dear. Are you trying to drug me, young one? No. No, I was trying to pour you the whiskey you asked for. Well, it is a spirit. Now I'm seeing them. So oh. it's terrible. Isn't that, isn't, that, isn't, isn't that an interesting thing? I, I thought I thought it was just I thought I was going a little crazy for a minute and then I realized what was actually happening. I wonder if our young friend should uh, drink up. Maybe you'll see something too. I take I take I take a bigger sip of the of a very pleasant sour gelatinous <laughs> thing that I'm drinking. Gelatinous. You're almost down to the gelatinous part at the bottom, but you're not there yet. It still tastes really nice. Like it, it, it's making your tummy feel good. It's a mimic, isn't it? No. <laughs> At the bottom. It, it, it is actually one. kombucha. You are drinking kombucha. <laughs> nice. <That's laughs> you know what? Great. That's probably as fancy as make peace get some of their work hours. Yeah. <laughs> I start looking around for. Uh, I don't know his name, correct? I just look for the bartender. Yep. 
and I just, I just keep looking. <laughs> he, he's there. I mean, he, he's he's moving across the bar. Uh, for you, sitting on that side of the bar, uh, you see him not directly talking to you. You actually do not see the after images of him dealing with other people. Um, so as far as you can tell, he's just dealing with someone on the other side of the bar. Okay, I just wait patiently. Okay. I'm going to try to order a proper drink. He ignores the crap out of you. Um, <laughs> that I hurts. Want, if I hear him, if I hear him looking to order another drink, Make Peace is going to try to make up for where he messed up. And he's going to... Make Peace now, now operating on the assumption that this place is much more... Uh, a thing that is both physical, but also is a thing that is independent for each person and therefore it can change he's gonna try to go to the same cupboard mm -hmm. but envisioning a really 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 great beer the best beer that made pieces ever had in his okay. life okay roll a intelligence check and give yourself a plus two circumstance bonus that helps uh, it's 11 it's an 11 you know what? I got I got an inspiration point earlier from my twenty, right? Mm -hmm. You want to explain how that works? Oh, yeah. So in in this campaigns, uh, we give out inspiration die. It can happen when you do something that's particularly good RP, and also whenever you roll a natural twenty. Was it with the inspo? Uh, that's a uh, fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, you find another tap. When you open the, the cabinet, mm. make peace. Uh, isn't pleased with himself for accomplishing this because he knows how smart he is. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> it's not something that anyone. That's not something that everyone else can do. But that's not. It's not. It's not his place to take, like you know, solace in that because that that would be hubris, and that is not a thing that he does. So he takes. So <laughs> <laughs> So he pours the tap, but you do go. But if you're looking, you can see he, he might start to hum a little bit. Yep. And just like like a cat, like a cat purrs. He's just like, <laughs> I'm so smart. <laughs> uh, McPeace uh, pulls a drink and hands it back to you, and it's uh, it looks like ale. I, I I very suspiciously bring it up to my nose and smell it. It's a fine ale. Okay, I take a big swig. Okay, uh, as you take a big swig. Um, a gentleman approaches the bar and sits down next to um, Thross. The gentleman, what Make Peace and Thross sees, is a gentleman uh, that is dressed in mostly black clothing um, with a very smart cap on. Uh, he's got a what looks to be uh, a sort of name tag or something on his chest uh, that just says um, he's got a little name tag on his chest uh, that just says Inspector General um, and he sits down at the bar and just waits. Vissario, when you look at this man, uh, you kind of see the the visage of a man, but you also see uh, the pointed horns that come out of his head, uh, and you see that his skin 
is a little bit duskier than it probably should be, and you catch the slight tail he has whipping behind him. Do I know what he, what species he is? This is a tiefling trying to pass as a human. Okay. And she would know that, though. I assume, yeah. (laughs) I'll I'll speak to him. Why not? I'll say, how are you, sir? He glances over and just goes, I'm fine, elf. Um, uh, Then he seems to, like, think for a second, look back, and goes, you can... He sees you looking. Are you two looking at him? I'm just staring into my tankard. Okay. <laughs> I would definitely look at That's him. That's awesome. He, he looks at, at Asario and Makepeace, and he just seems very confused. And he goes, how? How are you two able? Huh. Do you guys know where you are? Yes. Vaguely, yes. Huh. Why do you ask? Because that's not normal here. Usually you only come here when you're lost. Yeah. Aren't we all lost in a way? He goes, I'm not, I found myself. <laughs> and maybe he goes, that's why you're lost. And he's, he's just talking directly <laughs> over you, uh, Thross. Um, he goes, yeah, I guess we are kind of all lost in a way, but... Usually it's a very specific way <laughs> when you find yourself here. Unless you know the trick. Do you guys work for the organization? Could be, but I'm going to need to know what your answer to that is first. You know, he looks down and he goes, I'm an inspector for the organization. I'm Roll society. Yeah, maybe. Can I also? Trossi cannot add. I hope it's a good one, because <laughs> mine's a bad one. Okay, mine's okay. Society. So, 16. Nine. 16, okay. Um, you would not know. Neither, you rolled a 9? Yes. Okay. So, neither of you would be familiar with the organization. What does the organization do, sir? Um, real quick, make peace. You think you might know? You would have some idea. You think this might be one of the one of the various mercenary groups um, that you deal with sometimes uh, with your um, duties as a judge. Hmm. He looks at you and goes, "Well, miss, if you don't know about it." I'm not gonna talk about it. I'm just here to speak to the bartender. He is an incredible being. He goes, yes, sure. And as as you watch, uh, you see one of the things split off. And have uh, have the bartender uh, go, Inspector, what can I do for you today? It's always so pleasant when you invade my bar. But he goes. None of that, Nataru. Uh, I'm here looking for some people. Some of yours. I'm looking for the Lost Boys. I have some questions for him. He goes, the Lost Boys. I don't know if I should actually tell you anything about the Lost Boys. 
Uh, it never goes well for them when you speak to them, Inspector. The Inspector goes, well, we got some questions for him uh, regarding to, uh, regarding someone named Grin that we have some questions about. Nader goes, Grin. Yes, I am familiar. Um, and the inspector says, and of course you can't tell me about him, right? Of course. Uh, however, if you're looking for help finding someone, I don't think you try and better person than my associate make piece here. Um, the inspector then looks at you and goes, and what are you, one of his priests or something like that? I didn't know he had priests. I don't believe he does, sir. He goes, okay. Um, do you know who the Lost Boys are? No. Alright. Are you familiar with Grin? No. He looks back at Nadaru. How exactly are you expecting this man to help me? Nadaru just goes, Well, he doesn't know it yet, but he is looking for the Lost Boys also. In fact, they all are. Interesting. Anyway, Inspector, good day, and please see yourself out as soon as humanly possible. And then he splits. So Makepeace looks directly at Nader and says, so you do know quite a bit more about this than you told me. He's gone. Nader is gone. I mean, he's still, he's still out on the bar, but he is very clearly not paying attention to you now. So we're supposed to find these lost boys? Yeah, Makepeace takes out a, a, a well-worn notebook, flips to the mo- the, the, uh, an open page, and just, you, you, you can keep on talking, but he'll just, he will, he's, he's just going to get his, the completion of his thoughts of everything that just happened. Uh, which would be great if I actually took notes too. I probably should do the same thing. Uh, <laughs> and what do like do I know who Naturu Natu is after like the inspector kind of outs him as being that? You can roll a religion check. And oh, oof. that's probably a no. That's mm-hmm. gonna be a, yep, natty two. A natty two. Where it stays. A natty two. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For future reference, it will not help you here, but you can roll the check with your familiar. Oh. And he can give you the aid action, which will give okay. you a circumstance plus depending on what he rolls. Okay. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Which in, in your particular circumstances, you are not going to be the check with the net too. So no, you have no, no. idea who it was. <laughs> I'm going to say that Asario, as you hear the name and you see him, mm-hmm. uh, you get a bit of an image. Um... But it's not necessarily a good one. You see Nadaru's face mm-hmm. covered in blood shouting at somebody. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Makepeace, upon completing his notes to himself, uh, puts the thing away and looks to Asariel and Thross and says, well then, I've had enough of this place. I will also see myself out as fast as humanly possible. It sounds to me like perhaps the two of you could do with a bit of air yourself. 
think we need to discuss these lost boys. They seem to be connecting us somehow. I like to walk while I talk. Thoughts? I look up and say, I uh, got nowhere else to be. I might as well accompany as, you. As you look up and talk, the inspector goes, Oh, Jesus! You, you're one too? Who are you? Uh, I look around confused. Been here the whole time. He goes, yeah, but you're aware of your surroundings and you know that I've been talking this entire time? You've heard the words I've been saying. Yes or no, I haven't been listening to you. <laughs> Intentionally not listen to me? Or like you can't? Like you didn't seem like you were saying anything interesting. <laughs> Roll a perception check real quick. Twelve. Yeah, it is. Twelve. <laughs> okay, so you get nothing out of that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's a nine. My bad. It's a so nine. So it's a fifteen. A fifteen. Okay. You notice as he jumps and screams, which is something that you, you probably jump a little bit too when he yells. Um, no one around you reacts to it besides Asariel and Makepeace. Every other patron at the bar is lost in their own world. Some people are talking, but no conversations are mixing, and no one reacted to the inspector just shouting like that. Again, I look around confused, and it finally clicks in my head that we seem to be a group. Yep. And I, uh, I just shake my head. It's been a weird day. He goes, yeah. I bet it has. Alright. Well. If you folks are... God. See, this happens every time I come in here. It's the Lost Boys. Right? I need to find them. I'd be willing to offer some coin if you could help me out. He pulls out a couple of uh, deeds from his pocket. Yeah, actual coins. What aid can you give us in finding the Lost Boys? And what information can you give us about the Lost Boys that would help us? He goes, well, the Lost Boys are a group of uh, children might be stretching it a bit, but... The Lost Boys are a group of um, people that are childish, that live in the ships. They tend to move around, um, and they tend to see a lot of things. And I have some questions for them about an ongoing investigation. Can you explain anything about that investigation to us? No. Hmm. Can I roll a... Perception, but like what would have been an insight role. So that would be a perception yeah. for this particular but, one? But I really want to focus on when he says uh, they are child, like the childish people. Mm -hmm. Is he talking with disdain for them and not giving them their full measure of who they really are, or is he giving an accurate depiction of who they are? How much do you think Makepeace spends time in the ships? I think that Makepeace probably doesn't spend a lot of time there because he works in Abikeshi and he if he's in the city he's got official business which would probably not be in the ships. Okay. Um I'm gonna have you roll instead of a 
uh, instead of a perception check to see if he knows what he's talking about there, I'm going to have you roll a society check. Okay. Or actually, roll a cult check. Still okay. That's high. 25. 25. Nice. Makepeace knows that time in the shifts can be weird. So if someone lives their entire life in the shifts, uh, especially people that don't leave, uh, their aging can be messed up. So if someone is constantly in a childlike state, they might never age into an adult, as long as they don't leave the ships. Once they do, it'll spin up and they'll catch up. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So this is not a person just talking uh, down about people. This is, he's speaking accurately. He's speaking about actual children who are an indeterminate at real age. You talked about you didn't know how long you'd been at the bar. Yeah. What was the date that I entered the bar? Uh, the date, uh, I'm going to be honest here and say I haven't figured out a calendar system, so we're going to say March 15th. Okay, so <laughs> uh, I look at the inspector and I say, uh, what's the date today? Today, uh, well, it's... June 3rd. Oh, fudge. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, as you say, oh, fudge, actually, just to be fair. Yeah. As you say, oh, fudge, uh, the inspector begins to smirk and goes, yeah. Yeah, this place is awful, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of. For me, does the date click? Um, yeah, I so would have like. Have I just entered, or you have I'm... literally just entered? Okay. Well, we can do our best to find them for you, sir. But how should we contact you once we do? Uh, he takes out a. Um, it looks like a stick. And he says, "You break this, sets off a spell. I'll be able to find you. Just stay where you are once you break it." Break it accidentally, still stay where you are so I can give you a new one. And if they don't want to speak to you? Well, then I suppose that is your choice on how you want to handle that. I want to speak to her. But will we still get paid? No. No, you won't get paid. You're asking if you will get paid if you find them and then decide to hide their, loca their location from me. No. No. No, if they just don't want to speak to you, if we give them to you. I'm paying you to get it so find I can speak them. to them. No. Right. To be clear. <laughs> well, seems we have a destination. Seems like. Oh. Why don't we step out of the bar? I don't want to be here any longer than I need to be. Sometimes you step in here and you leave three years later. Uh, he says that with a, the tone of someone who knows what they're talking about. <laughs> um, and... Uh, he goes, why don't we step out for a second and uh, give you some information about what I know about these Lost Boys. Let's go. Let's go. Alright, so you guys step out uh, into the open air of the shifts. You walk out the door. Uh, 
You entered through, um, you entered through Xinjing, so you entered through like, uh, buildings that were all stone with like peak roofs and clay tiles and stuff like that. You entered through, uh, Singravik, so you entered through an area that was underground, um, with, uh, large, like rectangular boxy buildings. Um, as you guys, and, and, and Makepeace just kind of walked in the back door from wherever. You went through a literal void. Uh, as you step out into the open air, uh, you guys are struck, first, it is raining out. Um, secondly, it is very foggy, and the buildings all look uh, very uniform and are made of concrete. Uh, it is still built up in a wall of buildings. I'm going to have uh, Make Peace and Asari on Roll a Society check. 24. Nine. Okay. Make Peace, you know that you are in the city of sin itself. Mm. My turn. And you said it's raining, correct? It is raining. I look up at the sky and ask, what the hell is this? And this is the first time you've seen sunlight as well. Oh. oh wow. <laughs> and I am very confused and a little overwhelmed. I, I just look around and shake my head and shield my eyes. I was going to say, is the rain upsetting to you? <laughs> like... I roll a society rule mm -hmm. to see if that's a common thing yep. for dwarves. That's a 9 plus 6 is a 15. A 15. Uh, you know that there are some dwarves that don't don't leave. You know that in Cardozia, there, you can live your entire life in Cardozia and never see the sun. Some people spend the entire life underground. And wow. he seems like a young man. Yep. Hmm. Uh, make peace, uh, says, or are you okay, Thross? I've never, I've never seen this before. I've seen water dripping from the ceiling before. Well, this is like that. <laughs> but that usually burns. Then this is not like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you step into the City of Sin, uh, Make Peace would know that the City of Sin, it rains perpetually. Uh, most people just don't care. Uh, it is also a, a, kind of a sign of um, being a fancy person to, or a foreigner. So if you're not well-dressed, people will assume you're a foreigner. If you are well-dressed, they'll assume that you're rich, I guess. Uh, to try and use an umbrella or magic, keep yourself dry. Mm. As you step into sin, uh, the inspector... <sighs> it's good to be back. Um, Isario, with the last vestiges of the potion that you took, uh, you see, as he breathes in, uh, seems to be pulling something from the rain itself. Interesting. And that is where we're going to take a break. You've been listening to Risk and Reputation, a Sea of Stars story. Some of you have been wondering whether I can exist on things like likes and upvotes and poop emojis. The answer is yes, but it's more complicated than that. The explanation after these ads.
Welcome back to the Sea of Stars. Yes, I can subside on things like likes. However, doing so would be like if you ate nothing but tofu. Yes, it will sustain you. But you will have no joy. Now back to our story. So, you guys step outside and... What we talked about happening with uh, the inspector happened. So he breathes in deeply. Uh, Isaro, you notice that he is kind of drawing energy from the mm -hmm. rain as he steps in. And he goes, oh, okay. So, I'm looking for the lost boys. I need to talk to them. Now, I'm going to have trouble finding them because, to put it bluntly, I can't go to the places they hang out. I'll be in trouble if I do that uh, because they don't like inspectors there and they know who we are. Last I heard, the Lost Boys were hanging out uh, in a part of the shifts known as the Circles. It's a specific part of the shifts that is inhabited by people that don't want to come out. Stays there forever. Because they're always there. It can be kind of complicated to get to them. you got to really, really concentrate on not wanting to leave the shifts. As long as you think you want to, you're going to eventually wander out. Alright? Yeah. Is that what keeps you from finding it? Well, it's you part of it, but it? also... Uh, the circle, people that live in the circles are... Um, well, they don't necessarily agree with laws why they live there um so if i go in there there's a solid chance that someone will try and stab me i mean if this guy had if it happens to this guy i mean i don't really care but they don't like law enforcement noted <laughs> all right now, and you, we'll crack the stick if we find them if you find them crack the and stick so i'm not wandering around the circles and I'll come and get them from you, okay? All right, we have our destination. All right. Uh, so he see, does this and then he kind of wanders off, uh, seemingly uh, satisfied that he did what he was supposed to. Mm -hmm. um, why doesn't someone give me a perception check? Me, everybody. Natty 20. Natty 20. <laughs> Natty 20, okay. Remember to make a note you have an inspiration list. Yeah. Oh yeah, thank you. Alright. Uh, oh, do, do those stay between sessions too? Yes. Okay, awesome. I'll just keep track of it. So, with that Natty 20, do we want to do whispers in this game? Let's make that decision now. I don't think those will stay. That's me though. Whispers? Like it's not the one you know. Oh, between me. Yeah, I'm impartial. I think it's fun. Alright. I don't feel strong enough against it to say no. <laughs> Cat even or odd? Odd, of course. <laughs> it's a five. Jesus. Right, step outside, Cat. <laughs> we used to send text messages to one another. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that seems like a. I do that anyways, actually. So it's just. 
What are you talking about? Hmm? What are you talking about? I can't wait to find out what it is. Me either. I should probably roll with perception as well. <laughs> yeah, mine is like plus six. I mean, when she rolled, yeah, well, I think we're all a plus six in perception. Oh, really? I've been, yeah, looking, I, I'm a plus six, I know she's. Man, I've got tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, what did you roll? I didn't uh, roll. Make peace? I didn't roll either. Okay. Badly. <laughs> Badly. <laughs> oh. Maybe not as bad as him. Yeah, that thing. makes that makes total sense <clears throat> though. The dice do speak. Um, yeah, so as he walks away, uh, you guys are not paying attention to him. Uh, you seem like he's kind of upset. It looks like he's going to go get someone else or something like that. Uh, and Asaro, you get what we just spoke about. Um, okay. So he leaves. What do you guys do? Um, I'll say to you two, I don't think he was being completely truthful as to his intentions here. I don't think that we understand what his intentions are at all. Or I even what he represents or what he's looking for. I think he wants us to find the Lost Boys, but I don't think he much cares what happens after that. Well, no, understanding why he's found the Lost Boys, the Lost Boys is probably pretty important. I think we're going to find out when we find them. Either way, it doesn't much change I, I believe he was lying to us from the beginning there, yeah. I don't know, he seemed pretty truthful. Searing <laughs> deeply into his mug of ale. <laughs> right now, I think Thross is um, staring up into the sky, looking at the rain. That's fair. <laughs> Trying not to get it in his eyes. Can I do a? Can I do? Can I do a? Uh, so we're we're still in the city right now. We're not on the ships yet, right? Uh, you are in the sin part of the ship. So there's still a. Um, a band of color over you where you're technically in the shifts but this is a, a more firm part of the shifts than if you go deeper into them. Uh, can I roll a society roll or a just any kind of roll? See, do, do I know if there's any place nearby that has really really remarkable quick food? Uh, roll society but do it with like minus four Circumstance bonus because you don't spend much time here. So that is a 12. A 12. Uh, you're sure if you wanted around, you could find something. But I don't see anywhere. No. Okay, I'll let it go then. Alright. Um, so, yeah, uh, what do you guys do with that information? You guys start wandering into the shifts, so you try and find more information. Uh, do you go look for food? What are you guys doing? I recommend that we do the task that we were given. However, when we decide to inform the man that gave us that task, it's up to us. And we could just never do that. I mean, I, yeah, I think we should just head as deeply into the shifts as we can, and I think we'll find it that way. I agree. That's okay. what we'll do. Alright, so you guys are going to wander in the shifts and try and find where you're going. The way travel in the shifts works is this. Whatever your intent is, you guys are going to make an intelligence roll or a charisma roll or a wisdom roll, whatever your highest uh, mental stat is, you're gonna roll on that. 
I'll tell you right now that the check to be able to find the circles is a little bit more complicated than other checks, so you're going to have to be at least an 18. It's right in between Oof. trained and expert. Okay. All right. Shall we? Flat. Yep, and two out of the three of you have to do it. Do we, all, do we still have re-rolls? No. No re-rolls per session? No. Gotcha. Okay. I have an 18 on, on the nose. Five. Yep. Yes, it, yes it is. <laughs> Come on, guys! Okay. <laughs> awesome. All right, so you guys wander off into the ships with no real direction. I mean, the inspector didn't really do anyway. Um, and as you wander, uh, you guys go deeper and deeper into the ships, and things start to get a little bit weird. Um, eventually the buildings start to look more run down. And then even after that, buildings look brand new, but are entirely vacant. And they start to get a little bit hazy, as if they're not clearly defined around the edges. Everything begins to be filled, the streets begin to be filled with fog. Uh, and eventually, as you guys wander through, Asario, you're the first to pick up on that you're somewhere that you shouldn't be. Okay. I need everyone to give me a perception check. Yeah. Not 20? <laughs> Not 20. Okay. Finger guns. Uh, what everyone else get? 10. 14. A 10 and a 14? Yes, so that's what I have. Yeah, that was me. I got, a nat I got the nat 20. Okay. Uh, The only one that actually, um, the only one that actually clocks this is um, Makepeace. Makepeace, you've been through the ships before. You have to travel through them sometimes for work. Um, you know how dangerous they can be, uh, and you very quickly begin to realize that you are lost. Um, as you travel through the, uh, as you start to travel through the, um, the ships, you start paying attention to things around you. And eventually you notice something uh, that shouldn't be there, which is there's a thin coating of slime on the ground around you that seems to sheen and you immediately realize that you just saw an ooze. Oh no. Everyone roll initiative. Oh, uh, no. Make peace, you are not surprised. You do not, it does not get a surprise. I need someone to write this down for me, please. I can do that. All right. Is he with an 11? Who else has got me make peace? Uh, 10. And... Rose. It's five. Five, okay. And do we have a combatant number? Or do you want to keep uh, it secret? The combatant number is going to be a... Da -da -da -da, 21. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm gonna 
assume it was 21. Alrighty. Okay. Um, so, immediately it is going to attack. Sorry. Alright. That is a 28 to hit. Oh yeah, that'll hit. That, that'll hit by a lot. I think that's actually, that's a critical. Because I have 15 AC. Alright. Critical success, right? Yeah. So that's going to be... Four... Six damage. Oof. Alright. That's half. Alright. <laughs> It's next oh, attack is going, going down. to be against, uh, it's also going to get an attack on, um, Thross. That is, um, okay. That's going to be a 14 to hit. Nope, 16. Okay, so, uh, as you guys start walking on this, all of a sudden, um, uh, like, just a mass of the ooze just shoots up and just hits the sarla right in the gut and you feel it burn as it hits your stomach. Um, make peace, you see it uh, and you start moving as soon as you notice it. Um, and uh, Thrust, you're able to get out of the way as one of its tentacles just right in front of you and you jump out the jump backwards to avoid it. Uh, then we are going to normal initiative. I believe it is the ooze first. Correct? Yeah, the ooze is first. Okay. Uh, the ooze all of a sudden gathers itself into one uh, specific space. You guys are all standing around it. You have it surrounded. Uh, it is in the center of you. And as it forms up, uh, it takes an action to do so. And it is going to use two attacks. Uh, it is going to be uh, that is going to be at make peace for the first one. That is a nineteen. What happens if you meet my AC? Are you get me? Nineteen. Yes. Wow. Uh, okay. Okay. That is. Where did you go on the four? Uh, so that's going to be a seven. Does anyone know how shields work? Um, yes. Uh, yeah, you yeah. have to raise your shield as an action. I have a reaction. You have a re you can, If you can raise it as reaction, yep. you can raise your shield. Uh, if the damage beats the shield, sorry, if the damage doesn't beat the shield's health, it deals no damage, or hardness I think is what you call it. Uh, it deals no damage. If it does, your shield breaks and you get the remaining damage. Okay, so it was seven. Yeah. My hardness is five. Okay. But the broken is ten on my shield. Okay, so you would take two damage. Okay. Alright, and then it's going to attack again. This one at Asario. <laughs> that is going to be a 22 to hit. Yeah, that is. Is that another critical success? No, I don't believe so. It has to be over 10, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
That's just gonna be five damage. Oh, I'm at one health. Oh, wow. I'm so squishy. Caster <laughs> <laughs> um, is here. All right, uh, who's next? That would be me. What are you gonna do about it? What am I gonna do about it? Um, I think I would like to try and step away from it because I'm squishy, but it, I don't. I have no idea if it has. A, uh, you can, as an action, you can roll a recall knowledge on the monster that will give you some bonuses to your attack and also teach you things about it if you'd like. Sure, let's do it. Uh, what should I roll under? Uh, Halt re or sorry. Recall knowledge uh, would be. I think it's a flat check. Let me look that up. Oh, that's that. Yep, there we go. Um, there's different types. Yeah. Yep. So, so on a monster, this would be a nature check. Okay. Um, I believe they all... Yeah, it's just a na roll a nature check for your recall knowledge. Twelve. A twelve? Um, so with the 12, uh, you're aware of these things. You don't really know much about them. Uh, mostly just that, uh, they can be both very dangerous and also very not dangerous, depending on what you're, what kind of leaves you're fighting. So they vary wildly. So that's, that's what you know about. You're not sure what kind this is. Okay. So I will take, um, so that was one action, right? Yep. So I will take, um... My remaining two to heal myself. Um, or actually, I will just—I will just do one. I'll take one to heal myself for eight. It's um, here, and I get five back. And then I will. How many uh, actions does the heal spell require? One. So it depends on how far away you are. Okay. Um, so. For one, I can, the heal has a touch range. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then it can go out based on how far you want it to go. Um, so I will add that five for myself. And I will cast Guidance on my monkish friend. Okay. <laughs> monkish. <Yeah. laughs> All right. So, Mr. Thross, what do you do? Oh, next. oh, sorry, Mr. Makepeace, what do you do? Uh, Makepeace is going to, I'm assuming that I don't have to move very far. You are, you are right. really standing around. It is right in the center of your group. Uh, the Makepeace is going to unfurl his, take out his bastard sword and one-hander that thing. Uh, and he's going to attack with uh, spell strike. Okay. Uh, gouging claw. What is gouging claw? Say again. What kind of damage is gouging claw? A gouging claw can be either slashing or piercing. Okay. And what are you doing? Um. Hmm. I'm going to do slashing damage. Okay. And to hit, that is going to be a. 13. A 13 hits. Good. That's great. <laughs> that's good. Good for me. Um, and D8. 
So weapon damage, this is slashing damage. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be seven damage slashing. Okay. And then gouging claw is gonna be another three plus three plus three, so that's another six. Okay, so that's gonna be 13 damage all day? Seven plus six? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, that happens. What do you do with your last action? Last action, Magus' analysis. Okay. Uh, to get back my spell strike, to recharge my spell strike. Yep. That, nice. And you can roll intelligence with that, right? Magus' analysis is a recall knowledge. Yep. Same way the cat did. Yep. Do uh, you have to roll well, nature or do you, can you roll with a different thing? I believe I have to roll whatever I have to roll. Okay, it's nature. But I do get a bonus on it. I gain a plus one if I hit the creature with a strike that turn. So, plus, plus additional plus one. Okay. Um, for those sitting at home, and I didn't swear. Another natural point? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, Did you botch? No, I didn't do that either. Okay. Uh, so, that's going to be... I'll use my inspiration dice I just got on that too. There, that's a lot better. So, that's 11 plus 3 plus 1 is 15. A 15? 15. Um... Okay, so... Does that beat the dice check for success? It does. Sweet! So, you know that the ooze is uh, pretty effective, or is affected by most types of damage. However, it is not affected by acid. Critical hits don't do anything to it. It also can't be affected by or mental damage of any kind. Um... And precision does nothing to it. Gotcha. Um, it also can't be blinded because it's blind. It, it, it only senses movement. Hmm. Um, it's... Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, it does not have reactions or anything like that, so you're safe to move around it as well. Uh, can I relay that information to my compadres? Yes. Okay, so I do so. I say that all but in my voice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. Makey says all that. All right, and you have your spell strike back. Uh, all right, Thrust. Now it is your turn. I'm gonna go slashy, slashy. All right, slashy, three slashies. Slashy, slashy, slashy. Twenty-two. Twenty-two hits, and that is a critical hit, but that means nothing. So, mm. yeah. Mm. Ten. Okay. Move. Wow. Big swinger. Yeah. Um, 20, dirty 20. The hits. Five. Okay. 19. The hits. Okay. S 10. So, you just did 25 damage. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that brings us back to the ooze. This should be oh dead. Gosh. Yeah, Jeez I was gonna Louise. say. What? <laughs> this right. thing is chonky. The ooze is going to all of a sudden suck itself in and throw itself out oh. in all directions. Uh, everyone make a reflex save. This is what's hugs. <laughs> That's all it is, isn't it? Sweet. 22. Okay. Nice. 15 for me. 15, okay. 22. 
Okay. So, uh, Thrust and Makepeace managed to jump out of the way of the wave. Oh. It's Ariel. 15 was good enough to get there? I know! I was wow. like, this should be good! Uh, Asariel <laughs> takes 4 points of acid damage, uh, and your speed is reduced by 10 feet. Okay. Um, and then, is that your full? And that is his full turn. Okay. He, pulls, he does that, and then he pulls himself back together. Okay. Um, I will cast Scorching Blast. Hopefully y'all aren't too close. <laughs> um, Everyone is within five feet of it right now. You know what? I'm squishy. I'm gonna cast it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Best of luck. Um, so this is fire damage. Um, and I attack you with Fifteen. Fifteen hits. Hits though, right? Yes, mm -hmm. excellent. So that's two D eight. Uh, let me see. When you raise shield as a reaction, does it stand for the rest of your turn? Yes. Uh, I'm not even gonna make you roll. There's no way you don't kill it. Really? So how do you Fabulous. Well, the question is, what's the AOE on this? Are we gonna get hit by it too? Oh yeah, that's fair. Yes. What is the AOE? It's it's going to, oh area effect is is thirty feet. Oh, everything within 30 feet. No, is that the so range or the area see. of effect? For the, for the range of your turn, you can, you can blast targets within 30 feet. Um, when you do so, I don't think... I don't think it don't has think an it actual has, effect. Yeah, it's so not a fire. I think yeah. you guys are good. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, how do you want to do this? Um, so, I will gather a massive ball of fire and just throw it right at its center and it will shatter in the very similar way that it just did, but it will stay that way, gosh darn it. <laughs> okay, so Asario, awesome. Asario gets just absolutely covered in what you now know from uh, Make Pieces information is literally sewage. <laughs> And oh. <laughs> in her rage, just kind of this, fine, <laughs> and just blows this ooze all over the place. Now you're all covered in raw sewage. <laughs> Little ducky goes squeak, 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 squeak. Oh, ah, uh, you're listening to Risk and Reputation, a Sea of Stars story. Ads! Welcome back to the Sea of Stars. I would like to request that you forget what you just saw. That was not me in the bath. It was your imagination which makes it... That, just forget about it, okay? Here's our story. <laughs> Put a sour face on and swipe it off my face. Alright, and that is... The uh, the encounter. You guys are out of uh, you guys are out of combat. So what we are going to do here is we are going to roll to see what kind of uh, renown you guys are going to get out of this if you choose to cash it in. I need everyone to record it um, because you got the killing blow cat. You mm -hmm. get to multiply this by that. This was a level one character or this okay. is a level or sorry this was a challenge rating one monster uh so we are only going to do a flat d20 roll on it 
Um, so we're going to roll 1d20. It's a 15. So you just get 15 redown off of that. Cat, you got the killing blow, so you get 30. Um, to give everyone, so everyone understands how we're doing this, uh, you get a d20 for each of the level, or for the challenge rating of a monster. So if you fight a level, a challenge rating one monster, you get a d20. If you fight a challenge rating 20 monster, you get 20 d20. You then multiply that by the number of people that see it, and that is the renown you gain from a fight. Oh wow. Gladiatorial fights have different rules. Uh, They're taxed. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Um, but uh, that's how we're going to do Renown for fights. You'll also get uh, Renown based on actions you do based on dice rolls. So if it's an action that is visible to a lot of people and it's a spectacle, uh, you will get a d20 multiplied by uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Depending on um, depending on what the challenge rating of the the act was, and then multiplied again by how many people are watching. So would it be multiplied because we were all there? No. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta try, right? No. Okay. Uh, so yeah. I don't, I don't, what is the rule? I think that, that is, what is the rule? So if you get renown from it, you can't, and you can't enhance the renown. That other people are getting from it if you're getting renowned from it. Yep. Is that how that works? Yep. Okay. okay so if you're in the combat. Yep. Gotcha. Um, so make a note of how much you have. Uh, that is how much money you guys have right now. You will need to cash it in at a bank. I will say that at this moment, uh, at the very least, make peace is kind of persona not grata at the bank. Really? With the Ironwood Bank specifically. Oh, why? Because. You did. Didn't you have an issue? No, you didn't. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Never mind. That didn't happen. Nope. All right. Um. Yeah. So you <laughs> have to make it to a bank. Yeah. <laughs> These are the droids you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Every day that you do not cash in your uh, renown, your pool decreases by twenty five percent. So every time you take a long rest your pool goes down by 25%, unless you cash it in at a bank, okay? Are we clear with that, with everybody? Yes, I have a question. Yep. What are we, so healing in this world, what does that look like? Uh, I have a For you, it's uh, pale greenish energy flows over someone and heals them. But can I buy like a, a potion? Yes, there are healing potions, okay. yep. Standard fantasy rules apply. How would you treat rests? Uh, rests? Rules is written. Okay. So, limping, Sario will <laughs> encourage us forward. Because <laughs> I, I don't think I can heal anymore. Hmm. You, have, you guys have no, anything. you use both I, your level ones. Yeah, yep. so. Can you only rather eight? Or whatever those? I have two out of 12. Uh, right now. So, you can take the. Crafting, decipher, Administer first made. Oh, we have to have heal. Do you have healer's tools? Do I have heal? Well, healer's tools? I 
I would probably. I have. Um, it's mostly through my herbalism, like alchemy stuff yep. that I do heal. So, so I don't know if I would. What do you think? What we'll do? say is you will be, if you want to, you need to take a short rest okay. to be able to make an alchemical potion. Okay. If you want to attempt it, you would be uh, attempting a crafting check. Okay. Um, we are going to say to make up a... For the ingredients to a healing potion. Mm -hmm. Um, for the ingredients for a healing potion, you are going to need, where are you working? There you go. Uh, you're going to need to spend four renown worth of ingredients for a basic healing potion. Okay, so I need to go shopping then. Is that true? No, I'm going to say that you have those you're ingredients. You're going to say that out. I have them. Okay. Yeah. Fabulous. I would love to do that if my companions do not mind me taking the time to craft. A short rest? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you can also get hit die back on your. You can use hit die for a short rest. Yeah. Then you can crash, craft your healing potion for the minor one. Um, so can I need... do both? Like, can I use like one hit die and then I'll use? I'll also craft the potion. Yep. Oh. Uh, the DC to uh, craft it is. Oh, there we go. So the rules written is that you get hit die, hit points equal to your con modifier multiplied by your level. Yep. On rest. Oh, rough. Okay. I was thinking you can get You can get the benefit of a rest only once every 24 hours. So you can't, there are no short rests in this game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we will take a brief pause All right, yeah. to make I, I'm more comfortable. Ocean? I'm actually more comfortable with that because in the, in, the, in the shits here. Yep. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about resting. Yeah, that's Especially fair. when we're, we have a directive. Okay. We so. got a little bit lost and found the news. We have yeah. been real lost. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, All right, so, so you guys want to take a long rest here? No, we're, no, we're no. The opposite we'll, we'll, make okay. the, we'll make the potion and then go. Is that, is yes. that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, right. so I'm assuming I need to roll an herbalism or herbalism check for You're going to roll a crafting alchemy, which you get through your um, dedication feed there. I'm gonna take. Since since you are doing that, can I, while while you're doing that, can I go through my legal stuff and try to figure out if I know who the what's, what was her name? The uh, the inspector. No, but he said who they worked for. He just said the organization. The organization. Try to figure out who the organization could be and what kind of legal jurisdiction does anyone have within the ships. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Um, so for, we're, we're doing this a little bit differently. Usually it would take several days to make a potion. Um, but I'm not going to do that because I think it's dumb. Okay. Uh, so. Just can't do it during combat, basically is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So I rolled an 18. You rolled an 18? Yeah. Uh, so you successfully create the, uh, the potion, okay? Okay, so I will... Administer and then whatever you guys are ready. Once you're done with your thing, I think we can move. Floral legal is a uh, 13. Floral legal is a 13. Mm -hmm. um, if I get any additional circumstance bonus to, to what? 13 uh, you're taking your time to do it, so I'm gonna say go ahead and roll event. No. Okay. 
I'll say you have a plus five on it. Oh, hey. So that's an 18. Aha. Uh -huh. However, that's still not enough to find anything on there. Do you want to use an in spell? Do I have it? Okay, yeah. You start, you sit down, you start reading through your, your books. I will say with an 18, you don't find anything on the organization. You are unaware of who they are. Okay. But you do find some things having to do with the shifts. Uh, you learn that oftentimes laws in the shift are a little bit shady about whose, uh, whose rule of law actually applies. There are technically laws, however, they are what are called common law laws. So any law shared between two adjoining parts of the ships would apply in the ships that that join those cities. Mm -hmm. You don't know where you are. So you're not really sure where whose whose laws apply. You assume part of it is the, the central hub of sin. Mm -hmm. um, and you're not sure what the other one is. Okay. You also know that in the ships, especially if you're deep in the ships, a lot of times laws just don't. So like in the circles, there might not be any law besides that that is enforced by the people there. Law of nature. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. All right. So you successfully create one healing potion. Yep. Using up four gold pieces worth of materials uh, and... Yes. Awesome. I am feeling much better. <laughs> okay. And so are we going to hit, continue to meander intentionally with <laughs> the goal of getting yes. hopelessly lost? And I will say, because we are we are homebrewing brewing those rolls, Cat, you can yeah. do that once a day. Okay. So it doesn't get too broken. <laughs> Alright. So, I'll lead the way. Okay. Here I go. So, I need everyone to give me another check with your highest mental stat. Since she's already passed, you only need one more. Hope he gets it. 16. Oh, no. 16? Mm hmm. 19. <laughs> 19. Have you, rolled, have, you rolled, have you rolled a 20 yet? No. Do you start with one? No. <laughs> I, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't happen with me very often. <laughs> brutal, brutal, brutal. Okay. Well, you so, basically murdered the ooze, though. So that was yeah. a plus. <laughs> All right. So you guys, again, this time, uh, Isario starts leading the way, and you begin to get a sense of where you need to go. Um, you were starting to get the hang of this. You feel like you've done this before a lot. Um, you look back and you notice that your companions, however, are disappearing into the fog behind you. Ah. Oh. <laughs> okay. What do you do? I, I will look back and make sure they're coming with me. I will go backwards to get them because it feels okay. silly to... I, I'm squishy. Yep. So. <laughs> are you going to say anything or are you just going to do it, do it with, with, with grace and voice? I'll, 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 I'll come back and say, come now. Come like, just shoo us in the right direction. Yes, yes. This way. Say, and, I, and I'll say, yes, yes, uh, he's, he's following behind. I want to make sure. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, uh, as you go back and get them, uh, I am going to give you a plus two circumstance bonus to those rolls because you already failed once, and that's gonna you're going to get a plus two bonus for each time you fail your check. It gives you your second 18, so you guys do find yourselves. As you walk uh, through the... As you guys proceed through the shifts, um, eventually you break into a space that is surrounded by a swirling, roiling mass of fog. At first, um, at first, you guys are just walking through the the plain, like the the no man's land of the shifts, where it's just a low fog hanging around your feet. And then, as you guys get closer and closer to where you think you might need to go. Uh, that fog starts to raise up and raise up and raise up until you guys are walking through a literal cloud of fog. I need everyone here to give me a reflex save. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. Fifteen. <laughs> that didn't sound good for our friend. Okay. Fourteen. Fourteen? Mm -hmm. A fourteen, a fifteen, and... Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Okay. Um... So, as you guys are wandering through, uh, as the, the fog completely envelops you, there is suddenly, you feel a pressure on you as the wind, as if you're stepping into a hurricane. Um, eventually, you guys manage to bust through uh, the wall. However, Asario, you start to feel yourself being pulled off your feet and dragged down through the uh, through the the wind, mm -hmm. but you managed to pop yourself through it the other minute, and eventually you guys are are sitting in a space that is just enveloped by a roiling cloud of fog. Uh, the space you guys are in is weird. It doesn't look like where you were at before, or a lot of the other ships, where it's a lot of empty buildings that aren't really inhabited, but they're all pretty uniform, uh, as if following a template. Mm -hmm. This area is if you took everything that you've ever seen uh, from buildings and mashed them up together. So for people that haven't really traveled much, like uh, like Thrust, like you're seeing buildings and styles you've never seen before. You're seeing like uh, Adobe, like tiered buildings, you're seeing literal teepees, you're seeing yurts, you're seeing um, pagodas, you're seeing every sort of architecture imaginable. And in this space there are just an awful lot of people doing business. There are a bunch of stalls uh, that are in front of all the buildings. Everyone here seems to be selling something, um, which is something that you would probably be almost comfortable with because that's how it is in Cardozia mm -hmm. as well. Um, but everyone is armed and everyone seems to be a little bit out of their guard. Uh, when you break through, it is not sunny, but it is lit. And there is, if you, as you look up, there is just a cloud of fog that just, as if it's in a dome over the space, just spinning. And you suddenly understand why it's called the circles. <laughs> Um, that's awesome. You've been listening to Risk and Reputation, a Sea of Stars story. The Sea of Stars and all properties therein are the sole property of Andy Lou's Media. 
You may only reproduce these properties with the expressed written permission of Antlers Media if you are to use them for commercial purposes. We'd also like to give a shout out to our beta listeners. Alex Pulling, David Janisich, Matthew Greenwood, and Angela Bellinger. The sound effects for this episode came from Sirenscape. You may find a link to them in your bio below, and we highly recommend you use them in your home games to spice them up a little bit. All music in this was produced by Katrina Sheets, or by the guy that I stole off the street last week. He's okay at it. She's very good. Finally, we'd like to give a hearty thank you to our cast. Katrina Sheets as Isario. P. Thomas Bellinger as Makepeace Clover. And Chris Mare as Thross Coindelver. There's also the guy I sold off the streets. He does a lot of voices. And he misses his family. Finally, I'd like to thank myself, Trollto, for just being awesome. It has truly been a pleasure feeding, um, I mean leading you through the Sea of Stars. I hope to see you next time on Risk and Reputation. Now get off my bridge. It's the sea of stars, give us just a piece of your attention. The sea of stars, just a tiny piece of your mortal soul. The sea of stars, we'll spin and spin our stories till they're told. To fulfill your needs, we're here to cash in all our deeds. We're gonna brave our questing side by side. Stories on dress books, and if you can make them believe, you can satiate your greed. It's a sea of stars, give us just a piece of your attention. The sea of stars, just a tiny piece of your immortal soul. The sea of stars, we spin and spin our stories till they're told. We'll spin. And spin our stories till they're told.